that moderator, 6'1", 215 pounds, from the bayou, DJ Slow Boogie. At center, 6'3", 170 pounds, dripping wet, the master of the one-liners, Sports Plug Russ. At analyst, 6'2", 220 pounds, straight from Bill's Mafia, fresh off the table dive, Sterling Pearl. Give it up for your hosts of Sports Sushi. Hi, intro as always. Hi, intro as always. Great job, guys. All right, uh, Sports Sushi is presented by Gradwick. Our friends at Gradwick are building a team to break up the Hollywood establishment controlled over key access points. Gradwick is an artist and audience-owned studio system designed to provide creators ethical finance, marketing, and distribution on their terms. Join the Gradwick Discord today and tell us what you're creating. Uh, this is Sports Sushi. If you're a first-time listener, if you're in our audience, please feel free to raise your hand. Uh, it'll be at the bottom of your, your, your screen. We'll bring you in to speak. And things of that sort. I'm your moderator, DJ Slow Boogie, with my co-host, um, Sports Plug Russ, my main man Sterling. I'll give it an introduction, man. And say what's up to the people out there. What's up with it? You already know what it is. It's Sports Sushi. Pick up your stops, hop sticks, and get with the sheet. A little tongue tied there, my brother. Eh, a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I'm still thinking about what's gonna happen. This we're gonna get into it. Is this the thing? Bobby Wagner left us, he didn't choose us, but we're gonna get in that, you know what I'm saying? It's on yeah, my mind. We're gonna dive into that a little later in the show, but for right now, we're gonna dump, jump straight into it. March Madness, uh, we are about to hit the final four. I will say we have our our, our final four matchups. We got Villanova versus Kansas, and you have probably the highlight, the marquee matchup of that weekend, UNC and Duke. Well, go ahead, my brother. Oh, I was just going to say, can we start Villanova and Kansas? Because the second yes, game, we, yes, I have the second game, I have some things to say, but I'm going to get this off my chest because so college basketball is near and dear to my heart. It's like right next to it, like your next door neighbor. And I like I really three teams and I don't talk noise to people about a lot of different teams because I like three teams and that's against the rule. You're not allowed to have multiple teams. But in college basketball, I do. I like Indiana. I like Kansas and I like Duke. Two of my teams that I love are in the final four. Say to me what you will, but I think that the Villanova-Kansas game, we should cover first because I don't know what Kansas did to deserve this because they're going to be fighting. They're going to be throwing bricks. This is going to be a brick fight. The entire rock fight, brick fight, however you want to put it, this is going to be that the entire game. You got a team like Kansas that has played probably some of the best defense in the tournament. Like, guys, they're holding teams like less than 40% from inside the arc, and they're holding other, they're holding the same teams from less than 25% from outside the arc. So they got shackles on defense, and their offense is slow is moving slow. We couple that with the fact that they're about to come out and play against a team in, Vin- about, uh, a team in Villanova who doesn't want to have fun. They don't want to have no joy. They don't want to run. All they want to do is play basketball and win. I'm talking like, the dude, Jay Wright's trying to bring four-corner basketball back. They have the least amount of like possessions, possessions in a game. I, it just, it, that game, I'm looking that game to probably be in like the 50s. If you're betting, take the under. I will say this though, before I let Sterling chime in and y'all chime in, I won't take up all the time. But Kansas does have the last, something to note, remember, they have the last remaining first team All-American in the tournament in, uh, in Oshai Abaji. Yes, I'm like that, yeah. 
I got it the first try. Okay, but uh, yeah, he's the leader of Kansas point guard, and I think that it's gonna be a it's gonna be a dog fight. But I gotta go with my squad. But it's gonna be an ugly game. Uh, you might fall asleep during this game. No joke. The fact that Kansas is even here right now, like we. I didn't even expect them to get to the Sweet 16. Let's be real. They they just don't play well in the tournament the past 10 years, man. It's just uh, they're wildly inconsistent. But speaking of inconsistency, this is a team that have they played their best complete game this season? And they haven't just yet against uh, real competition. They have not played a complete game in the tournament. They've been limping by, but a win is a win. I guess there's no yeah. style to it. So it counts. That's but good. I don't even want to get on Villanova. They beat my Wolverines. But O'Shea, man, he's, hey, that Big 12 player of the year, that dude could do it all, man. So they're going to need others to step up besides him if they plan on beating Villanova. Because Villanova's stingy on defense. Very stingy. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you brought up O'Shea. And, and the thing about it, O'Shea and the fact that Kansas does normally fall short. Because as a person that admitted, I do like Kansas. That is a fact. But Sterling, what's, what's different? Their best player this year isn't a post player. Like 80% of the time, their best player is a post player. This year, it's Oshai, or Oshai and he is, and what's college basketball all about? Guard point play. guards all yeah. day long. All day. It's all about guard play in, in college, yeah, point, point guards specifically in college basketball. So I think that's the difference that we're seeing is that like Kansas always has a good team, but this year is the first time since probably what, Wayne Selden or who is the. Back when they had the Mario Chalmers, when they really had a, a point guard. I'm missing one, and he's from Chicago, and I'm sorry. But it's been since that. It's been about 10 years, plus years, since they've had a point guard of that magnitude come out there and play. And it's it's, it's special. Guard play is important in this tournament, man. It's, it's really important. And, oh, yeah, oh, my bad. Their coach yeah. is Bill Self. He's a top five yeah. coach in college basketball. For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> a, a guard play. David McCormick is going to have a big game. They need him mm -hmm. to step up. I'm going to need you to take him off the dribble, hit it in 15. I mean, like, dude's going to have to ball out. So it would be cool if it was a if it was a Kansas-Duke championship. I'd be cool with that. I wouldn't even hate. I would be. Now, I will say this, though, Sterling. <laughs> Let, can we address the elephant in the room? Because I know if you're listening, you're probably like, why I ain't giving no love to Villanova? Why no love? Villanova's they don't deserve it. They don't deserve well, well, it. They don't because of the way they play. I'm sorry. The rock fights. Boring as hell. But their best player got hurt. Sad to say, but true. Uh, or what is he? The, he's their best he's player. I he's believe their, he's, he's their best. second best player. So, okay, but... second best player. And he got hurt. And so I, I think that's going to affect him. And that's just the elephant in the room where it's just like injuries suck. But when they happen, you kind of got to pay attention to it. It's, it is what it is. Sad to say. So I do think Kansas is going to come out on top in that game. But I do think it's going to be a game where people like me and Sterling are like, God, take the reins off. Make some shots, guys. We don't need to walk it up every time because he's walking it up every time. But, hey, shout out to him because I believe these coaches get bonuses. Am I right, Sterling? They get bonuses for making the Final Four. So For making the Final Four. And uh, Justin Moore is the one who tore his Achilles. He's their second leader. Yeah, scorer. Justin Moore. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he's probably one of the, the best rebounding guards in the country. So without him, they only, you know, Villanova only runs a six-man rotation. Exactly. And they don't have, outside of Colin Gillespie, who's going to be able to be a threat outside? And I think Kansas has the length and the speed to combat their three-point shooting. They you know, do. this one, this one could be a low-scoring game. It's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think the first half is going to be one of those, ugh, come on, guys, come on. But I think when this game gets in the last, like, five minutes it's gonna get heated because i think i really think that in the last five minutes we're gonna see this game at like 44 to 40 
Like, I really think it's going to be one of those type of games. Or Kansas can just blow them out. How about that? It, it can't, that. That's a tra- That's a thought. Like, like I do think that the way Villanova plays is try to, like, just keep it close and steal it at the end. And so if Kansas is able to get, like, a 10-point lead, I do think they'll be able to keep them from rock fighting them to death. But Villanova's scrappy, man. This right. scrappy. What I'm hearing is that it, from both of you guys that you're expecting it to be a – Pretty much a, a kind of in the last minute, the fireworks and a, a, a close game, but a, a slow paced game. It's going to be It is. It is going to be slow. It's going to be a slow paced game with the exception of the last minute where a team has to pull away. Do you guys feel that without, okay, let me just rephrase the question. Do you guys feel that if you and Duke were playing in this final four and they weren't matched up, do you not think that this would be the marquee matchup? Of the final for sure, for sure. This, if it wasn't for Duke and UNC, which we're going to talk about in a second, because the 12 year old inside of me is fuck these other two teams. Let's talk about Duke, but um, but no, it's it would for sure. But you're talking about Jay Wright versus Bill Self, and that's and if you watch college basketball, I don't know Sterling, you play college basketball, you, that's that's royal. Like, you, the only way you're getting above those two guys is to talk about Coach K because everybody else is retired, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that big of a deal. That game is going to be. A good game. It's just going to be ugly to watch for the first 35 minutes, bro. I promise yeah. you. No, I think you're right. And we got to give some, even though I don't want to, we got to give some love to Jay Wright. He consistently yeah. brings this team to to the championship game or Final Four, Elite Eight. Villanova, they're a solid school, man. They don't get enough hype, you know what I'm saying, like the Dukes and North Carolinas do. But Villanova, man, Jay Wright's got these guys playing well all the time. So you can't hate on them, even though I can't stand their ass. I'm, I'm going to give them a little bit of love. It's, just, it's the play style, man. They're, they are the San Antonio Spurs of college basketball. Ooh, that's a good one. They are. Yeah. Like, yeah. Their play style pisses you off. They don't have the coolest of players. But damn it, they're going to have to whack your ass and, and, and won't even score a lot. Like They'll beat you 33 to 32 and look at you like it hurts, don't it? It hurts, don't it? But I like that about Jay because he takes souls. Jay Wright take your soul like he did North Carolina three years ago. Like, that shit cold-blooded. I like it. I don't like watching the whole play style, but I like Jay Wright. If I had a son, he could coach him. Good old grind him out. Good old grind him out of tactics. But speaking of North Carolina, let's just go ahead and segue to the uh, the marquee matchup here. Duke versus UNC. Everybody knows that uh, this is Coach K's Last last final oh. four and like I'm we sorry were, uh, I'm sorry I just gotta ask are any of y'all like fans like real fans of one of the teams no, I cannot say I am I can't say are you Sterling I'm a Michigan fan so you know I don't like Duke yeah. like that yeah and, okay I mean, let me, okay Boogie Boogie let me let me take this intro from you real quick because I am a Duke fan like I was the young kid I was the young kid talking about Jay Will gonna do your point guard and he did. This is for all the marbles, y'all. I don't think, like, people understand. No, this is for all the marbles. This is for the last game to say, hey, either we beat them niggas at North Carolina and smashed them, and that was how Coach K went out of that game, because this is bigger than North Carolina, and I'll get to that in a second, or it's North Carolina beat you in the end. They put Coach K in the dirt. No, that cannot happen. That will not happen. We cannot have that. If you are a person that like either North Carolina or Duke, it doesn't matter which side you stand on. But if you were a real fan growing up of these two teams, you sat on TV today and watched Vince Carter and said, but you watched Jay Will and said, yeah, 
Like, it's that. It's on some, man, this is for real. Like, you shooting the dice, and if you don't roll seven, it's Russian roulette, one to the head. It is going to be a blood. No, no, but it's going to be, I think this has the possibility to be one of the greatest games, like, ever. This is like you and for UNC, are you going to slay the dragon for the last time? And for Dukas, are you going to continue on dominating and going and going? Like, this is, this just... Y'all, man, this is going to be the greatest game ever, y'all. Agreed. This is the biggest game in North Carolina-Duke rivalry history. Neither one of these teams have been here together. Like you guys mentioned, we want to talk about the game, man. I I really love Paolo Banchero's game, man. That dude... He is, he's different. That yes. dude is different. He can run the floor, hit you with transition, hit it from three, dunk on you, rebound. This dude, he's going to be like, he's going to be a perennial all-star in the NBA. I'm telling you right now. I believe that nice. I believe that too. Let us not sit on one side of the fence too long. But I will say this, North Carolina, they play up to and beyond the level of competition. Not once, not twice, but every time they play. They are the mad dogs of the NCAA tournament. And they're doing it with the rotation of six or seven guys. And it's and they just don't get tired. They're like fucking cosmic basketball robots that just keep playing harder instead of getting tired. But Paolo is a cosmic basketball robot as well. So I, it's just, it's the matchup. You got, what is it, RJ, RJ Davis. And then you have, when, you have Roach. You have Paolo Banchero. You have Mark Williams, who I think if you're watching this tournament, and Mark Williams is the big man for Duke. He is fucking amazing at the game of basketball being played at the center power forward position. Mark Williams is ridiculous. A.J. Griffin, Trevor Niels, Wendell Moore. This is Nacho Daddy's Duke, and I fucking love it. We got dogs out there hooping. Oh, my God, I can't wait for this game. Man, yeah, Baycott's cold, too. Baycott, hey. That, that dude can hoop, man. He's a rim protector, like... He's just smooth in the post, man. I love his game, man. You, he's proven, uh, really, like, real talk, he's proven that if you don't have a, an, an elite big man, no matter what level you're at, if you don't have an elite big man and you run up on an elite big man, you are going to lose. Because I'm not going to lie, the first time they played against Duke, or the not the first time, I guess that's the second time it mattered at Cameron, when they played against Duke, he put Mark Williams' dick in the dirt. Like, he did. He like he showed him like now nah, if you're gonna play big, this is how we're gonna play. So I think that's gonna be a big factor. That's gonna be a big factor in this game because you got a guy like Mark Williams who has been dominating like Baycott all up until this point. I know Paulo's been good. I think Curlin Roach has been their MVP. Oh, not Curlin, not Curlin Roach. What's his first name, y'all? My bad. Who are you talking about? For Duke, Roach, the guard for Duke. Oh, Roach oh, oh. went to Texas. God, what's his first name? Jeremy Roach. Jeremy Roach, yes. I'm sorry, yeah. You should know who the other Roach I named was. Shit, he's from Houston. He's the cat from Texas. But anyways, yeah, Jeremy Roach. Sorry for that mix-up. But Jeremy Roach, I think he's their MVP. But just these two teams and the fact that North Carolina literally is looking at everybody in the NCAA tournament in their face and saying, we're going to play six guys. And and Caleb Love, my bad. Caleb Love is also balling. And it's, we're going to play six guys. And this is what we're going to do. Stop us. And nobody has been able to stop them. And then they're you, running up on the one team that wants them. You for, we forgetting the coldest white boy in this tournament. I, I, I didn't boy, forget. I knew you Fred, had him. I was going to let you do it. I knew you had it. I knew you had it. Cock and letter. Give me the bearded one. <laughs> Brady Manic. That white boy is cold. Hey, hey he got hey. swagger. He don't care, dog. 
He don't care. He talks his shit, and he gonna hit a three in your face. That dude is nasty, man. He, and he's a, and he's an actual basketball player too. Because if you pay attention to the game, and I know again, Sterling, you played. He runs plays, and when you give him his set, he puts in work. And he went to school before he went to North Carolina. Fucking Oklahoma. Oh hey, dog, he a boomer sooner. That's what I said. He good. He good with me. <laughs> he good with me. He just had to go to greener pastures, man. He's dope, though, man. That He saved their season. Because I think without him, North Carolina's nothing. Honestly, oh, man. Yeah. He was the glue. He's their team leader, captain guy. He has been everything and to the last, team. And last but not least, before we move on to other subjects, we got to give shout-out to the man with the greatest name in college basketball right now. <laughs> My nigga, Leaky Black. Hey, Leaky Black got the best name, bro. And he be locking niggas up. I be like, you Leaky Black with the shackles? I love it. That's it. So this, this has Sterling, like, we ain't even exaggerating. This really has the potential. Like, it's the buildup is there. It has the potential to be the best college basketball that I have, the best college basketball game that we have ever seen. Ever. Yeah. Like, hey, it's... it's Linky Black, six foot eight, bro. I mean, he's he can if he develops his shot more, he could be he could have a long career in the NBA as a DN3 player. As a digression, and I know Boogie, we'll get back on track, but as a digression, when you say that, it's like all these guys are what, like 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. Yeah. So that's the beauty of this new go to the NBA when you get one year out the way, or what's soon to be go to the NBA when you feel like it, because they're so young. They have time to grow. Just like Julius Randle was, what, 25, and he ended up in New York, and that's his home now. But he was in the Lakers, and people were like, hey, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's dope, but... Uh, oh, picks. I got Duke, if you haven't realized. I got Duke. I don't know who you guys got, but I got that, Duke. That's what we're about to, to give your, uh, your Final Four uh, picks. Well, I, I didn't need to, even that, need to ask you, Russell, because I already knew mm-hmm. you was going to go with Duke by your intro. Uh, Sterling Duke, <laughs> and beware of the fog. I'm just going to say that. Who you got, Sterling, in your final oh, no. Look, man, I'm going to go with Duke. I think it's going to – I hope it's Kansas and Duke. I, I love the, the Blue Bloods in this, man. As much as I don't like Duke, I respect who Coach K is and what he's done for the game. But I would love for Duke to win the title. And see him go out on top. I think that's consensus, unless you're a UNC fan. You want to see Coach K go out top. But I'll tell you one thing. I didn't even know it was a basketball player named Leaky Black. Like, yes, but like, the Black of the I, Leaky? I, 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 I'm gonna have to say this, man. Like I, I'm starting to like a lot of these names: Sauce Garner, oh, Greedy names Williams. Are the best, are the yeah. best ever. Yeah, Greedy oh. Williams got a top five name of all time. Well, yeah, especially for the position because he, he played. Because he, he, yes, he it, played it, corner it fits and his name. Oh, but beware, you guys out there listening. The coldest Crawford is coming. Yeah. I was just about to bring him up. The coldest, say, the coldest Crawford. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I had to take time to say shout out to Coach Dollars. You know who you are. Yeah, you stay chasing dollars. Hey, thank you for putting me on the coldest to ever do it. That young man is going to Nebraska, and it's going to be a show. His NIL deals are probably through the roof. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, but uh, keep it on the subject of athletes <laughs> and uh, crazy name athletes. So... My two co-hosts, man, you know, they share a, a, a distinction that I do not. They are both fathers. And so I have a question for both of you guys. Given given, given the, 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 this particular topic, uh, so say for me, just paint the scenario for you. You come it's home horrible. from... Have a good day at work, and you know what I'm saying? You get a call from your, your daughter, if you have a daughter, you're saying, hey, you know what, Dad? I got someone to tell you. This person, this girl, if it's your son, or whatever, girl or guy, whatever the situation is that I've been seeing, and boom, they drop a name. But the thing is, it's an athlete that you hate. <laughs> what athletes, let's just say, just 
present time that you have a kid of age and they bring home the most hated athlete that in your book, who would that be to you guys? Who, where is the, the, the line that you draw where you will have your daughter date an athlete, what type of athlete or your son date an athlete or what type of athlete? Let's just do it like this. Let's do Rick Ruth. <laughs> okay, uh, let me just finish. Did, did I go Dubai? I go Dubai. Wait a second. Wait a wait a second. Wait a second. Oh. He didn't give a time frame. He just said, who, he said, who would you no, not want to Oh, my God. Jump the gun, no pun this intended. God damn. Bro, if you answer the phone, what's the last name you want to hear? My daughter Trinity said, Daddy, that's they Ray Caruth. I'll be like, oh, shit, damn. No. Can't do it. Won't do it. Is that I too far, though? That's the that's the that's that, that you got. Hey, bro, I completely understand. Hey, y'all know how I get down. I got another one for bro. you. I'll unleash oh. it. I'll, hey, I'll unload it at the clip. I got another bro. one. Bro, <laughs> you got to take a five-minute pause, bro. We, we just had... On Sports Sushi, we just had our first daddy hit mommy moment, dog. He said, <laughs> he said Ray No, Ruth. no. It's like you not... eat dinner. It's like you eat dinner at the table when you a kid and your mama and your daddy fight, and you just like, damn it, this macaroni cheese good as shit. <laughs> hey, hey, you, hey, he said, who would you not want? Either that or, okay, I don't remember his name. Who was the cat earlier this year that was the running back that beat the living daylights out of his chick? Ooh. That I wouldn't want him either. But Ray Caruth is my first choice. I would. I, he's horrible. What can I say? That's the worst athlete ever. If someone answered the phone, I got a best one too. So you switched it up, my boogie, but you didn't know I was prepared. No, we're going to do both. We, we'll do both. We'll do both. So, Sterling, which athlete that you would detest that your kid would tell you that they're dating? All right. So I would say Rebecca Lobo, just because she's fugly, bro. Like, bro. I just. I, I'm sorry, dude. Like, she <laughs> fucking seven foot tall, big ass nose. Like, I can't do it, bro. You bring Rebecca home. I, I don't even want to hoop with her. Like, you gotta. <laughs> you bring Rebecca home, Wayne. You bring Rebecca home. Nah, Becca can't make it in this house. That's not going to be what we need. Sorry, I'm Rebecca Lobo, if you're listening, but it's all good. But I can't it's... do it. I'm gonna have to say, for me, man, I'm gonna have to say, some people might go, if, if, if I have, if I don't have one, so I can kind of go. Matter to you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I, I always imagine that I would end up with a son, but I know deep down inside, God's gonna be like, hey, daughter, for all Nigga, let me tell you. you let know, me tell you. Past, you have girls. Past, <laughs> past, I did that past, too. Past, I did that too. I'm having a son. And guess what happened? Yeah. <laughs> two girls. times. Yeah, yeah two man. times. But it's live. But it's live. For those listening, it's live. If, Getting if girl, I had a dope shit. If I had a son, the, the one that I would not, I, like, if he was like, hey, dad, I met this girl named Serena Williams, I'll be skeptical. Man, I think Serena would be like, damn. Dudes, dog. I don't know, man. I just think Serena makes me rough with the dudes, dog. Like, her dudes, she just see him, she walk in the house, and she, she like the dude in the situation. She'd smack him on the ass. and Right. Like, yeah, she'd be like, hey. right, she'd be like, you my bitch, and then she gonna yeah. put your ass hey. up too. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, she man. probably smack a nigga, she probably smack a nigga like a daddy smack Chris Rock. I yeah. knew I was gonna be able to get that <laughs> motherfucker in there. And one back 45 degree angle and pow, pimp name Fresh Prince. You gotta say the whole thing like a tribe called Quest. Hey, I got I got a story for y'all. I got a cause I got a son, I got a story for y'all real quick. So me and my son went to it. We go to like about five to ten nuggets games a year. And this was like a few months ago. And so we in the concourse walking around and we were trying to get him some food because, you know, he always hungry and shit. But he like elbows me. He's like, Dad. I said, he goes, look over there. 
And he showed me this woman. She got, I'm talking decked out, big old ass. She kind of <laughs> light skin, hair good. Like, he's like, Dad, if I let you talk to her, we're going to have a little Sterling walking around here. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> And he's 11. He's 11. I'm like, this is my dude right here. So when you have kids, kids, man, and they get to that age where they can talk and they like, no stuff, it's the best time ever, man. Bro, you're going to be like P. Diddy and his son. No. (laughs) I caught that shit, Russell. Right, yeah. (laughs) Boom, like Randy Moss. Moving forward. (laughs) So, all right, so. Moving forward, man. So we covered the don'ts. So what are the do's, the uh, the athletes that you would be encouraged or you would be happy to hear? If I may, let me go first. Like mm-hmm. now, since I did the sons, let me just say if I ever had a daughter and she called me and she says, Daddy, I met this nice guy, this nice man named Russell Wilson. I would be fucking ecstatic, even though I don't really. I'm sorry, like Russell Wilson, man. I, I I don't know you, never met you, but if I was a gambling man, and sometimes I am, I, I put money that you, you're pretty much ninety percent of cornball. So you know what? I, I, I don't appreciate that because he is a cornball. We ain't gotta call him one though. He's a safe. Uh, he's a safe. He seems like a safe bet. Like when I seen him on draft day, and he like said a safe bet. <laughs> he seems like a safe bet, man. So. <laughs> I sat there and I remember him on draft day. And yeah, I remember. going to be okay. Yeah. And I remember seeing him. He was with his, his little uh, polo button up and he had on his Sunday dad's best. And he had his girl sitting next to him. And everybody knows the infamous meme of his girl screaming extremely loud with an extra wide mouth. And the one thing that I said was, he going to leave that girl. But the thing was, it wasn't. From my understanding, she like cheated on him or some shit like that, some crazy shit. And I was like, yeah. she You wanna know is... why? That boy walk around with Air Monarchs on. You do that too. Okay, guys, okay. Now this is where as a fellow Russell, I have to step in and be like, my brethren shall not be attacked like this. All right. Sometimes it takes some failures to realize your potential. The nigga got Sierra now. He not with yeah. Air Monarchs. He coming to the he coming to the, the press conference wearing navy blue and bronco orange. Yes, I'm that nigga, Mr. Unlimited Doc with a capital Sierra, D. You know what I'm saying? Sierra, hey, Sierra, I, I had to change the way he said it. You know what I'm saying? If Sierra, Sierra, if Sierra Okay, both of y'all if Sierra Lay Joe clothes out, would you not wear that shit? Yes, I mean, nigga. No, yes, I'm a, you would. I'm aware, and then I'm gonna lay her out too. That's yeah, nigga, man. But what do you I'll think lay, Russell Wilson is doing? I'm not trying I, to pry into that young that man's life, but I'm just I'll saying. Right you said it, clothes. so you know it. Yeah, hey, hey. But that's my safe bet. It's Russell Wilson. That's my safe bet. That's my safe. I got both. I got both of y'all. I got. I, I, I can go right now. It's AC Green. Boom. You didn't give a time frame. And so I was able to think of any athlete, of any athletes ever. If my daughter said, hey, yo, dad, I'm chilling with AC Green. I said, oh, you good. good. That nigga doesn't want nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And he's making a million dollars. Go ahead, baby. You are smart. I tell my baby, you're smart. Don't tell me about the other niggas that you with, but hey, you're smart because AC Green don't want nothing from you. (laughs) He just wants to live and be happy. Hey, yeah, I'll take AC Green. Oh, man. See, now I feel bad because, like, <laughs> I'm thinking the first name to come to my head for my son is Skylar Diggins. I'm like, bro, go ahead and get you the baddest one bro. out there. 
Skylar freaking Diggins all day long. What about what about now you Sky, I'm just gonna leave it. I'm this this not that type of podcast. And I don't want Alvin Kamara to whoop my ass. So go ahead and yes. <laughs> I, don't know if you, I don't know if you caught that one too, y'all. Boom, but I'm a fan. I also like to pump up my Reeboks till they get to the full point. Yeah. The pump ups was D Brown. He had to. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple. I ain't gonna lie, man. The pumps, dog. Yeah. I, I remember walking. You just brought, you just unlocked an uh, unknown memory that I had. I remember I'll be in front of Foot Locker and shit. They have the pumps on display, I would sit there and how Russell say, I'll just sit there and just pump them all up to the max. <laughs> yeah, man. The pump uh, shit. I love those shoes, man. I love those for shoes. the cars for the Amanda Dollar Lexi. Let's, let's get it. What's the next one? I'm going to be honest with you, man. Speaking of pumps and hoops and shit, dog, uh, somebody ain't going to be pumping up their Reeboks anytime soon, man. Brittany Grinder, man, she is still stuck bro, out there in bro, Russia. No, stop 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 it. It. Thank you. We <laughs> both have told you numerous times. There is no need. I dropped the D, bro. You, you can't do that to her. You got to no stop it. No pun intended. I dropped the D off the name. No pun intended. <laughs> you didn't drop the D. You put the D in the name like you wanted it there. So you didn't, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. Help help our boy out. Explain to everybody what he's trying to do, okay? All right, all right. Look, because Boogie, you gotta you keep doing it. So Brittany Griner, no D. Griner. Griner. Yeah. Now you got me making jokes, Boogie. See, I can't I can't avoid it. I just cut out. But no, Brittany, if you don't know the situation, Brittany Griner is stuck in a Detention center, correct guys? In Russia, over some weed oil. I'm gonna be real with you. It's over bro. some, over some, over some cushion. I think it's fucked up, bro. But I do think that like the precautions they're taking be, are smart because you don't want this to turn into a we holding her because we at war with everybody. You just want this to stay with you caught her with some weed. How we get her out of jail? You want to keep it there and treat it just like that because. With the way things are going, and I'm I'm not a super news person, but just with the way it looks like things are going, you don't want to stir that up. Some backstory on that, though. I did some research on the Britney Griner situation, so... <laughs> no D. No D. No D. No D. She gets no D on that. D she was not like, allowed. Oh, geez, now you're doing it. Now you're doing the D is it. not allowed. The D is no. not allowed. I got it. Guys, okay, okay. All right, she is all right. she is married, and we're we're at Sports Sushi here. We're congratulatory of her relationship. However, yes. she's been detained since February. Okay, and we know that the U. This is not a political show, but the U.S. has economic sanctions on Russia. Putin also says that he's at war with the West. That's what he has everybody believing. This is Russia has very strong anti-LGBTQ laws. Very strong laws. We've had. We've seen congressional uh, congressmen talk. Let's see, John Garamini says that it's going to be very difficult to bring her home. We all kind of assume that. But the maximum sentence for having weed oil or vape pen or whatever she had, the maximum sentence in Russia is 10 years. 10 freaking years. Jeez. We don't know her whereabouts. Let's check Shit. it out. So we don't know her whereabouts. She's not allowed to talk to media or family. Russia will not tell us or anybody else where she is. All we know is that she's in Russian custody. Okay, so this is more of a propaganda play. And I think they're using Brittany Griner as a political pawn right now. Um, I, I was going to interject real quick while you were in the middle of the of how they won't let nobody see her. Because 
I did I did a little research too. We do our research up here at Sports Sushi, you know what I'm saying? We gotta make sure it's fresh, even though we give it to you raw. You know what I'm saying? But I did look to see that uh, even though she's getting the five to 10 years and all that with it, she's getting the five to 10 years for the hash oil, but there's also something on top of that with the fact that, oh yes, I'm sorry. She just got someone that was able to, I just pulled a Joe button. Damn. But yeah, she was able to get someone from the USA to go out there and actually see her. And so when I looked up that, I was like, I by no means think that everything is peachy, but I do think that the fact that they're letting them them see her is a cause for cautionary like cautionary like just to be sitting back be be, not cautionary but be at a cautionary state to look and say like all right they're not letting her see us ever when we force the issue they let us see her they say she's got two inmates with her probably female nothing there but she's got two inmates with her what are they trying to do are they trying to make it look some certain kind of way uh, what it's it just to me this whole thing is just not good it's just not good bro i don't like it i really don't like it no and it's a mess and russia is known for detaining high profile individuals in custody for these atrocious crimes that they were called but they're really fucking parking ticket type of shit you know they got two two former marines in there paul whelan trevor reed that's been in there for years so Brittany griner is not the only american u.s citizen yes. that is a high profile citizen that's detained by russia and we also have to understand this and we bring it i, I think diversity equity and inclusion is, is imperative and important for how we function the three of us are african-american males how we function in our society today i think that because she's black for one and she's gay man that should i don't think that we're talking about it enough you know what I'm saying? In our in our circles, you don't hear about it that much in the media. And I think it's something that needs to be brought to the attention of the American people. And somebody needs to do something about it. No, we don't it really, need to see her sit over there for years upon years. No, it really does. That's really what kind of makes me irked about it. Because they're like, we're handling it. Excuse me. Hey, you are, but like... But you're not. She, but you're not. What you said, you know that off top, they don't like her over there. Like... As far as their laws are concerned, they don't like her. People can say what they want, but their laws are written for her lifestyle the way they are. So they don't like her over there. She's obviously someone that can be noticed anywhere in a crowd. They know, they probably know as far as us sporting people are concerned and people that watch college sports, me um, personally, like we, we love Brittany Griner as the athlete. We I, I fuck with Brittany Griner heavy. I think she's dope. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I catch every WNBA basketball game, but I have stopped when her and Cambridge are playing against each other. I have. It's pretty dope to watch. It's some old school, big type shit. So I think that they in Russia, even though they they probably know maybe she's not LeBron James, but they know she's big enough that this will be something that probably like stirs stirs the pot. So I do I just don't like it. I just think that it's just something that, that we need to handle as quickly as possible. And I don't think that they should, like you say, Sterling, have an ease about it. Like, uh so, yeah. Like, what would you do if Phil Mickelson was over there? You know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely agree that. It, I, I I definitely agree that we do need to to, to bring her there, but I I just like I just don't see it happening anytime soon. It's just, uh, and you're right, Sterling's right that they they have very strict anti-gay policies there. The drug uh laws are very stringent. Ten years for some goddamn hash oil, and one one person did bring it up she was like it's legal it's illegal over there just like it is here so she she felt like she shouldn't have even had it 
in her possession to begin with. But she's there now, and the thing is, that we got to get her free. Got to, got to free. Okay, you shouldn't speed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You shouldn't punch people in the face. But shit you shouldn't sell. You shouldn't sell drugs. Like we could go over a million illegal things yeah. that you shouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? So like when people ever say you shouldn't do something, I'm less like shut the yeah. fuck up. I automatically yeah. put you in a corner of <laughs> you, you. You don't need to have this conversation with adults. You know what I'm saying? Because people fuck up every day. Yeah. If you've never fucked up, you're lying. So, boom, there it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I I think it's more or less, which I think America's trying to do. They're trying, but I think that the the difficult thing about this from the stuff I've seen is like, Russia's just looking for a reason to be like, we gonna start some shit with y'all. And so America's like, we really not trying to deal with them. They're the dude in the back of the classroom that keeps talking shit. And everybody's, man, I know I could whoop him if I needed to, but I'm really not trying to fight today because really fighting's not fun. And so that America's just trying to play that role of just trying to de-escalate this situation. And, and I think it's right. What their lawyer, what the lawyers that are working with the situation are saying are, if you need her to go through the regular legal situation that happens and she needs to be treated like everybody else and go through that, then unfortunately for her, she has to go through the legal situation. But I would rather that than them yeah. try to make some sort of example to the United States with someone that we as Shit, we as black Americans in general, we like Britney Griner. Shit, we gonna, all jokes aside, we love Britney Griner. So we want her to come home and be able to do what she does and live her life in the United States. She a Texan. Shit, she gotta come home. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. I, you know, I, I, I'm just, I love And another shit. elephant in the room, this is also the risk that you take when you go to play overseas I and mean, go to play in other places like that. It, it is a risk that you take. Not to say like, you shouldn't do it, but it, it is a risk that, that you take. So real quick, Inside the Distance with Ernie Green, if you're a boxing fan or a fan of washed-up bar league pitchers who still have their verbal fastball, go Inside the Distance with Ernie Green every Monday night live in the Gratwick Discord server. If you, I've, I've, I'm, not, I'm just going to say this and plug from a man, Ernie. I've sat in there with Ernie a few times, and dude, yeah, this man knows exactly what he's talking about. Good conversation when it comes to... Uh, the boxing game, we uh, we talked about touching on the Russia and Ukraine situation and how it uh, it is affecting uh, the fighters that's over there, Lomachenko and Yusik, and what that does is how that's going to affect the landscaping of boxing. But if you are if you are uh, free, please tune in, man. Ernie Green, man, that dude's a uh, fucking wild. But what, what day is that? That's on Monday nights, every Monday night. I'm gonna, every check, Monday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, man, Ernie, Ernie, Ernie's goddamn fool, man. <laughs> uh, but moving on, man, uh, we're going to segue to the NBA now. Uh, my boy and your boy, Russell, PG-13 is back. Came back yesterday, dropped 34 on the Utah boy, Jazz. I want to say this, though. So I have a, a love-hate relationship with PG-13 because as a youth growing up, I really liked Tracy McGrady. And PG-13 is the closest thing that we have to him now in the NBA. And whenever I saw him not performing to the level that I believe that he could, it made me mad. So I, I, really, I really like PG-13. And, and what he did the other night, scoring 34 points, he had six threes. He shot 50% from, the, from inside the arc. He shot six for nine from three. That's over 50 cent. 50% for those that don't do math that well. And when you shoot over 50% in basketball, you're doing a good job because it's make one, miss one. So there we go. But I had to clear that up starting real quick, just when he starts shouting out percentages. 
But basically, I think that him coming back and him playing like this, I, as a Maverick fan, I've got to see him beat us. And it's not even in a way, it's like in the same way D-Wade beat us, it made me upset, but it also made me sit back and say, we need this guy in basketball. PG-13 is rated R. Like, he is NC-17. He is rated X. Like, he's not for kids, but he is for kids because when your kids watch him, they're going to be entertained. So it's just, I love to see it. I think that the Clippers, what I said last week about the Clippers not having a star, I want to recant that because I did not know that he would be coming back. So he surprised me with coming back, and now that he's back, I will say that the Clippers very well may take that spot um, in the seventh seed. I, it's a beautiful thing. I just I love to see PG-13 back. Uh, Sterling, you can take it. I know you. You hit it on the nail on the head. The beauty about this injury is that it wasn't a lower body injury. It was something, a tear in his elbow. So the fact that he comes in and he drops 34, as a basketball player, you guys know, it takes a while to get your legs back. And so... The fact that he's been able to train the lower body and stay and keep his win, that makes him come in and, and drop 34. So this is the perfect, he's going to be fresh for the playoffs. And, and Paul George is a performer when it comes to, to postseason play. The dude, yeah. he balls out. So it. this is a viable like boost for the Clippers as they, I don't think they're going to win the West, but is it going to make them interesting and more entertaining and tougher to beat? Absolutely. I love this move. It's, it's good for us as fans that are going to watch. And just to add on, I, it, I don't know if y'all watched the game or watched the highlights of the game. Like, to add on to what Sterling said, it wasn't a lower body injury. But that, it, that it, even though it was a shoulder injury, when I saw him at one point, I think it was like in the second or third quarter, he was basically doing in and outs, like fading to the, fading to the right. And... The defender was locked on him, but he kept fading until he got to the three-point line. And when he was hitting them fadeaway threes, I was like, damn, PG is back. He's got the ball back on the string. When he hit that Euro, and I think it was the third quarter, he hit a Euro, boom, straight through the lane. And, like, his game is beautiful to watch. Like, it's one of the most smoothest games that's in the NBA right now. It's beautiful to watch, and to see him healthy is a good thing. So I, I just, as a, for us as fans, as a Maverick, as, as a Maverick fan, like, you ain't got Kawhi with you, so we'll see you. But, and I'll get into the Mavericks in a little bit, but it's lovely to see PG-13 back. Like, yeah, the I'm NBA glad, better get ready. I'm glad you brought up Kawhi because with PG coming back, people are now starting with the rumors that there's an outside chance that Kawhi might be back, depending on the uh, playoff time timetable. Do you guys see that as any chance uh, of that happening? Is it a, a possibility or is it a, a stone-cold hard hell no? I'll let you take it first, Sterling. I got my answer. I mean, if he if it was a, a partial ACL tear, I just think you got to be careful with those kind of injuries. Mm -hmm. But I'm over Kawhi Leonard, to be honest, man. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about this nigga be doing low management and you still get hurt, bro. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> bro. Can we be done with him and his non-expression ass? Like, bro, he bro, he is Russell Wilson without the, all the character and the Jesus. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh shit. Oh, Damn. I'm sorry, bro. Listen. <laughs> If you, if your best ability the, is your availability. You said without the Jesus. <laughs> I just went hard on Kawhi. I'm sorry. You know, this yeah. is this is raw sushi, baby. The hot take. <laughs> I'm tired of Kawhi Leonard's. Hey, he's soft, bro. He said yo, without Jesus. The man said he can't have God. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. There's, 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 there's one clip of Kawhi Leonard that floats around on YouTube. Me and my buddies, we get a laugh out of this. Kawhi Leonard 
fucking breaking uh, karate boards and shit. And if you ever had a chance, go to YouTube, type in Kawhi, breaking Bro. karate boards, and I'm his cool. fucking list. Like I agree with why you, you can't do you we're, bro, we're Mavericks no, no. all the way we can't fuck I, with him like no I, I don't I don't when he plays he's destroyed the Mavericks but when I take a step out of my MFL shoes and I just look at him as a basketball player and all the shit that he does like Kawhi really is the realest nigga ever in the NBA bro if you really think about it like he doesn't. Like, remember when Norman Powell was trying to dap him up and he was like, nah, nigga, we got a game to play. Like, the simple shit, like the laugh, like when he was like, <laughs> like and his laugh, his laugh was like, bitch, that nigga, I ain't got time for you. Like, I really, like, me, uh, like, looking at everything that Kawhi's done, like, me as a Mavericks fan, yes, bro, I hate you, bro. Like, you're with the Spurs, you killed us. Then you went to the Clippers and you killed us. But as a basketball fan, like, Kawhi is literally the realest nigga in the NBA. He said, yo, my knee hurt. I'm not playing. Pay me, nigga. And they did. You know what I'm saying? Yo, bro, I'm not finna go to practice over here. I'm not finna live over here, bro. I'm about to live and send. Yeah, I'm a helicopter. Yeah, fly me in. I got Thanks. that. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. Like, Kobe, he was, like, literally, like, I always called Jason Tatum, Kobe taught me. You know what I'm saying? But he was the first Kobe taught me. Like, Kawhi's like, yeah, Kobe taught me first, nigga. I just ain't say shit because I don't talk. Like, he still got the straight back braids from, like, Madden 2005. Like, I really think, like, Kawhi, like, is probably a cool-ass nigga to hang out with. But as far as, like, the NBA is concerned, hell no, don't come back, bro. Wait. Wait. Heal up because... Even though I think that he can beat everybody, like, he's not my favorite player. Like, I just respect his game so fucking much. Like, that I don't think he should come in and play at all, like, until he's 100% healthy. And his attitude has shown us him and Uncle Dennis ain't finna finna do that shit. Like, Uncle Dennis ain't finna let him come back. So, like, they chilling. Like, shit. But I I just, no, I shouldn't come back. This is Boogie's fault because I I just went on YouTube (laughs) And looked at this nigga breaking boards, bruh. Oh, you didn't know? Bro, I never, I've never seen this nigga breaking boards <laughs> like he just ate a, a fucking peanut butter sandwich with no jelly on it, bro. That shit yeah, yeah. Wild. wild. This nigga hands. This dude's hands, <laughs> god damn, dude. This is not, not okay. Is and this is why I hate him. Bro. This is why I hate his ass. <laughs> this is why I hate this nigga right bro, here. He got no he expression. Know, he know he know karate. He make rap, he rap, he make rap mixtapes. Like, he can beat any of the best top 75 players in the NBA ever of all time. He can beat them, but he has no facial expressions. No. He don't fuck, he don't fuck around. He only fuck with his family. Like, Kawhi's really the realest nigga ever, bro. Like, his game, he just, he's just Kawhi. Hey, you know what I'm saying? He's I'm really disappointing you, bro. I'm disappointed bro, you, that you're taking up for this nigga. Take I, his eyebrows off, then. If you ain't gonna bro. have no expressions, you don't deserve <laughs> eyebrows. Take them off. Bro, I'm just saying. You are 100% correct about his expressions and everything, bro. His laugh is horrible. Like, all of that is bad. But when you really think about it and you look at Kawhi, you take, like, a bunch of steps back. And I got a homie that really likes Kawhi. So he's made me, like, take a couple steps back and be like, yo, bro, like, he don't do shit, but who? He all about his business. He don't like, even dunk he, right. He don't even he, dunk. This nigga dunk. He's playing as hell, bro. I'm sick of this know, nigga. He no is the perfect value. And what's crazy about that? He's the perfect median between when a coach says it's just two points and lay the ball up. You got Kawhi. I'm gonna dunk that bitch with no expression. Like nigga, like it's bro. He's literally. I I cannot hate on the man, but I agree with what I, you're saying. You boring as fuck, Kawhi Leonard. Like basketball is fun. You said it, so be it. 
But on the real, like he cold as hell. He just cold, bro. When you cold like that, you get a pass. Let's just be honest. Oh, that no, nigga bro. cold as hell, bro. He might be dope on the basketball court, but my man is a is multimillionaire. Still drives a fucking van, bro. I'm sorry, dog. Hey, he is Manila paper. He Manila paper. Yeah, he's that car, he's that paper you got in elementary school where that was like that tannish color. Like he the khakis that you wear at State Farm. He's very neutral. With two socks. Whatever. Two yeah, socks. you know what I'm saying? He ain't not, got not, no flair. Not, yeah, no there flare. we go. Non-flashy but effective. Before we move on, though, if someone was to tell you the player you get can't have any kind of flavor, pizzazz, style, you need the boringest nigga ever, you're going to pick him or Tim Duncan. Oh, yeah. We'll save that Tim Duncan situation for next uh, next week when we talk about uh, basketball fashion. Uh, mm. <laughs> basketball players in mm. fashion. Uh, mm. One thing I, I tell you is Tim Duncan is, is probably the worst, but moving on from to Flashy, let's go up, uh, let's check in on my boy Harden up north in uh, Philly with the 76ers who currently sit at the third seed, but uh, I don't think they hold on to that when the playoff rolls around. I think Boston overtakes them. Yes. Boston is going to be sitting at that third seed, and I think the 76ers slip down a spot or two. They will. It's, it's, it's As the playoff picture gets tighter, yeah. How uh, is is? Can I say I, something? Losing, can I can I say fan. something? Go ahead, my can brother. I, jump in, dog. I, I'm gonna say this. And Sterling, you as a person that hooped in college and that likes to hoop, when you hear me say this, I fully expect for you to to say, "Damn, Russ, we should play basketball one day because you about that life." James Harden needs water when it gets hot in the kitchen. And as a person that loves basketball, which is a love story, we can get into that in another type of podcast. You do not need water when it gets hot in the kitchen. And by that, it to anybody that doesn't know, when the competition level raises, you should get live. Your eyes should get wide, and not in a scared way, but in an intrigued way. Like, oh, this nigga can guard me. Let me show you some new shit that I have for you, for niggas that think they can guard me. But James Harden does the exact opposite. Oh, you can guard me. Your name is Kyrie Irving. You are fucking three, two inches smaller than me, but I'm going to go in a shell. Oh, you're Manny Ginobili. You're 10 years older than me. Plus, I'm going to go in a shell. Oh, you're KD. You that nigga, and I'm not supposed to be able to compete with you. I'm going to go in a shell. Oh, do I need to continue? Oh, you're Steph Curry. You're the Warriors. Oh, my God. Let me go in a shell. Like, the dude literally drives me fucking crazy because he does not appear to want to step up when competition steps in the room. And the reason why you in the NBA and the reason why they want to pay you all this money, which I hope you get all your money, but the reason why they do all this shit is because you're supposed to be the nigga that made the fadeaway three when when uh, old buddy from the Warriors, Draymond Green, ran into you, made you hit the floor. You're supposed to be that dude. The rule changes have made you look weak because the rule changes have happened and you can't score at the output that you did before. I used to be of the person that would be like, oh, man, James Harden's cold no matter what. He is cold. He's one of the greatest offensive weapons I've ever seen. But he is playing in a manner that is less than manly, instead of saying something else, that is less than manly that has come this year because he can't get fouls, he can't go to the hole and get buckets like he used to, and when you can't do that, Sterling, you know this, when you can't go to the hole and get buckets at the hole and get free throws, your shot suffers, 
And so now he's just taking step back threes. And Joel Embiid, you're eating it because this is what you get. Because this guy does not play well against competition. I don't give a fuck what you do against Orlando, bro. Show me what you're going to do when KD and Kyrie hit the floor. Show me what you're going to do against Giannis. You know what I'm saying? Show me that real shit. I don't want to see that other shit. No, you're exactly right. And this is what we talked about a few weeks back when it comes to James Harden. Here's the thing, man. James Harden, he averages, like, I would say, and I don't have all the numbers, but probably 70, 75 games a season in the regular season. And when you don't dedicate yourself, this is why LeBron James spends a million dollars on his health and working out every single year in the offseason. This is why James Harden doesn't produce and crunch time when it matters most in the playoffs because he doesn't put himself in a position to to be physically ready to play not just physically but mentally as well when you in the boom boom room trying to get yep. it in what all yep. these what all these with uh, little baby go ahead and say with little yeah, baby yeah yeah this is the reason this is Meek the reason Mill. exactly this is the reason why in the playoffs he doesn't produce man you have to just think about it just think about it we are normal Joe Schmoes out here. But when we play, we, we go play a rec ball game, we tired as hell the next game. Just to, you got to do that 82 times a year plus the playoffs. And if you don't dedicate yourself to your craft, to your nutrition, this is the reason why he never produces in the playoffs. This is why. So you're right. It's, it's the truth. And I think the reason why we as basketball fans get so frustrated is because we're not sitting over hating on James Harden. Hello? You're fucking awesome. Be fucking awesome. Like, I think that's the main thing. That At least that's what it is for me. If I was to tell someone to say, Russell, you're so hard on James Harden or you get mad at James, you don't like him. No, I fucking love James Harden. I get pissed because when I see James Harden play against the fucking Brooklyn Nets or against the Milwaukee Bucks, I expect to see Euros in the paint. Big body. Get the fuck out of my way. I may not jump out the gym, but I'll dunk on your motherfucking ass and I'm going left with it. You know what I'm saying? And that shit's live. But when you don't give us that, it's like, what the fuck are you doing out here, bro? What are we doing? Like, we're fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, Short ball in the the postseason is not going to get it done, man. Um, You can't get past, especially in the East when you got, like how Russ said, you got KD. And Kyrie back, and then you got Giannis, who's shifting into playoff form. Uh, the Jolly Green the Giant, you know the what I'm saying? Green like, giant feet, the Jolly five, Green Giant. The Jolly Green on you, a Black Forces on. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, nah, Giannis is, is getting into form. That's for sure, bro. And it's just sad to see all these great players get into form. Like, my favorite player at the time is Jason. T- I'm a Mavericks fan, but I'm not going to lie. Sterling, Jason Tatum is my favorite player. Kobe taught me. But like seeing him round into form, it's fucking awesome, bro. Like it's it's it, but to see James Harden look like he's just whatever. Dude, come on, bro. Like, I'm a fan. Come on. All right, uh, and while we're on the subject of Giannis, I just want to ask a question. So, hypothetically speaking, we're still a ways away from uh not really a ways, but we're still outside of the, the MVP awards. If Giannis wins his third MVP race this year, and I know that he's Me not you know, not the favorite. But just if he wins, is he the best player on the planet right now? If he wins. Yeah, hypothetical. If he wins. If he wins. uh, Okay, here's how I think we have to look at this, Sterling. One, he's not going to. Okay, let me say this. One, he's not going to win. He's not not, not favorite to win. No, I'm just going to say this just because I got to say it. One, he's not going to win. Joker's going to win because Nikolai Jokic is the MVP 
bar none. I don't care what anybody else says. John Moran's team is 19 and two without him. Joel Embiid's cold, but he's got James Harden on his team. No matter how he's playing, you got him. And Joel and Nikolai Jokic is dealing with injuries to the two guys that were supposed to be his Justice League partners. And he's still out here getting his team in what looks like may even be the fifth or fourth seed in the West. So I think, first of all, Joker for MVP, yes, to everybody that disagrees, I hear your argument. We can agree to disagree because Joker is probably like the second or third best player in the NBA. And on top of that, again, I'll say it. I've said it before and I will keep saying it. He is the best center in the NBA and he is a top five point guard in the NBA at the same damn time. Shout out to Two Chains. <laughs> no, I agree. Was it Future? My bad. Was that Future? I think that was Future. Yeah. Was it both of them? Shit, tonight is both of them. Shit. Yeah. Shit, fuck it. Y'all know. Y'all know. Fuck it. It was one of them. Same one of them time. niggas made the song at the same damn time. Same I think it's future. Not future. It's, it's future. Mm-hmm. Y'all fucked up. It's future. Some Tony, yeah. Tony Montana. Tony Montana. Tony. <laughs> and, and you know what? Nikolai Jokic is all of that. Rolled Nikolai into Jokic one. is all of that. Rolled into one. Nah, I appreciate Giannis for what he does for the game. And I know MVP is a popularity contest, right? Best record, typically. Somebody from that team's going to get the MVP. But the skill level. I think there's something to be said about actual skill. Giannis has skill. But, man, what Jokic is able to do night in and night out, just the rebounding, the defense, the passing, the scoring. I mean, he has to carry the Nuggets. You got Bones Highland as your Preach. Like, Bones Highland? Like, what? He's playing well, but they ain't got nobody. Austin River? No. That, that's not. And, and Will Barton gets on my fucking nerves. I swear, we're going to have a segment about how much I hate Will, Will Barton. Will the motherfucking thrill, baby. He can do no wrong. Bro, <laughs> me, we, look, I, this year I bought a fucking Michael Porter Jr. jersey. I'm like, this nigga going to stay healthy this year. Like, yeah. I swear to God, we went to the game. This dude got injured, bro. And my son is just crying laughing. He's laughing because oh. dude, he missed a layup on his on his injury dunk. Like I'm like, oh my god, this nigga hurt again. I'm over Michael Porter Jr. Get his ass out of there. But Jokic is the MVP, man. I said all that to say Jokic is my guy. All right, so we got Jokic is the MVP. Giannis is going to miss out. Speaking of which, Giannis is just forced OT with the triple against Brooklyn. Uh, so they're going in OT right now. That's going to be a hell of a playoff series, boy. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. They're going to uh, bang again. And this time, Kyrie's going to be there. Yeah, that, and I think that's going to that's gonna, that's, that's gonna be a lot of fireworks for that matchup. Let's go ahead and uh, step over to the West with the best defensive team in basketball, according to my two co-hosts, uh, the Big D in, in Dallas. I, I just want to say, like, for those that aren't necessarily paying attention to the Dallas Mavericks and aren't and in the national media that doesn't cover the Dallas Mavericks, which they have their reasons why I ain't hating too much on that, but I just want people to realize that Jason Kidd and the, and the GM of the Dallas Mavericks, this whole Mavericks team is building a team ever since Chris Strapp Porzingis left. That is reminding me of a team of teams rather that, that plagued us through the years. And that was the Spurs. And I'm not saying that Jason Kidd is Greg Popovich by any means. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they're building a team that has one super megastar. 
They have a secondary player that can kill you also. And then everybody else on that team knows exactly what they're supposed to do, and they play defense. Luka Doncic has a higher defensive player efficiency rating than, than players like John Morant. Like it's, and these are players that I know for a fact you would say, oh, he played better defense. No, like the defense that the Dallas Mavericks are playing, there's not really, it's, 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 as a fan, that's why I'm like, it's ridiculous to see. I've never seen a Mavericks team buckle down like this. You have team, bro. It's Jason Kidd. It, it is. It is. He's, he's an amazing coach, bro. Like, he's doing things that are literally what you would see in some of the top coaches in the league. And just for shits and giggles, I'll let you know, they're a top four defensive team in, in uh, terms of possessions, mm-hmm. of points per possession. And we're talking about Miami's only Miami. I think it's only Miami, the Utah Jazz, which they have trailed off. And... There's a Golden State's tied with them. There's only a couple. There's only a couple teams that are close with the Mavericks. The defense that they're playing really needs to be paid attention to. The Dallas Mavericks are the best defensive team in the NBA right now. They may not have the names that make you say "oh oh," but if you watch a Dallas Mavericks game, they do not win games because they, the Dallas Mavericks don't win games because they are just outscoring you. They are stopping you to give Luka more possessions to beat you. Axie. Kleber, all right? That's all I got to say. He was hey, on shout a, out. I'm glad you said two, that, bro. Maxi Kleber, a beast, bro. He's always been underrated because every time I, I, I would, you know, just veering off subject, every time I started my player in 2K, I always get drafted to Dallas for some reason. But Maxi, as a point guard, always been that guy. There was like Chris Stapport saying, is nah, 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 man. Maxi was my guy on, on, on my, my, uh, my career. So shout out to Maxi Kleber. I'm not going to lie to you. Maxi Kleber is amazing at the game of basketball. And if you watch Mavericks basketball on a regular basis, you'll notice that we don't have a defensive center. That's what we gave up in giving up Porzingis. We gave up the defensive defensive stopper. And he will literally, I've seen him guard every position, one through five, does not give a fuck, put me on the best score on the other team. I don't care. And I'm going to ball. And so do I think the Mavericks are going to win a championship this year? As a fan, I'm rooting for it, but do I think they will? No. But when I look at the future and what moves can be made, nah, the Mavericks are dangerous. And I will tell you this, they are going into the Western Conference Finals. They will be there. And the reason why is because everybody's favorite. If you look at the records, Memphis did not beat Dallas this year. Every time we played Denver, uh, they may have beat us one game, but it was close. But for the majority, Dallas has beaten Denver. Dallas has beaten the War. They've beaten the Warriors. Dallas has beaten the Jazz. They have punished the Jazz. So if you're not paying attention, pay the fuck attention. The top, the probably one, the, I'm getting ready to say it. Because after KD, he's a top three player. Luka is that shit, man. He's that shit. And it converts to wins. It's not just talent and he looks good. Nah, he knows how to win a fucking basketball game. And, oh, you, and it's amazing. And maybe this is the homerism coming. But I think, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think Luka's the best player in the NBA. I do. I really do, man. The, the what he's we talk about what Jokic is doing, but what Luka's doing with their they he does not have a secondary star at all. He at does. All. He he does. Spencer no, Dinwiddie. Does. Spencer yes, Dinwiddie is. is we he like is. Spencer Dinwiddie, but let's in the eyes of NBA execs, he yeah, Spencer oh, Dinwiddie is not even a number three. But we just love but, him because he's a maverick. But you have to admit though, 
if what you're saying is true in the eyes of them, but after watching Spencer Dinwiddie on a good team that's trying to win, that boy a star. He's like, he's good. He's and he's gonna let people are gonna get. That's why I think the Mavericks are gonna go to the Western Conference Finals is because that's he's gonna put people on notice. Like Spencer right. Dinwiddie is nice. He's nice. Yeah, I don't. I always felt like the Mavericks are always on the cutting edge. Uh, of a new way of playing basketball. And these guys, they don't have big rim protectors, but what they do have, they have speed, length, athleticism, mm-hmm. and the ability to shoot the three. And, and and what they're able to do to maximize these players' talents and abilities is incredible. Dorian Finney-Smith is is one of Thank the top you. 10 best, you Thank know, you. defending players in terms of wing. I mean, he can guard anybody. But he is that good. I hope he gets NBA defense all pro because uh, he's just been that lights out on defense, man. And And, he's one of the reasons why they're so good. And that's why you can tell that you actually watch him because most people say, who the hell is Dorian Finney-Smith? Watch a Mavericks game. You will be thoroughly entertained by everything that happens. We haven't even mentioned Jalen Brunson. Mm. Like the, the Mavericks have a team, I'm telling you, Boogie, Sterling, this has been the Mavericks. We hated the Spurs for years. We watched the Spurs do this for year, for years. One superstar, another guy that can kill you, that's a star level. We'll say he's a Tony Parker. And you got Jalen Brunson like a manager nobly. It is this team concept. And I'm not saying they're the Spurs. I'm just saying that it is a team concept that is built around we don't care what the names say on the back of our jersey. We're going to hoop for the names on the front, and you're going to fill us. You ain't got to know us, right. but you're going right. to fill us. And, right. and, and, I, and I like to see it because I've watched more games than I've been able to watch in the past, like, 15 years. And yeah. I can tell you from watching this, Jason Kidd, him and Ty Lue are wrestling in my mind for Coach of the Year, but those two guys have done an Absolutely. amazing job. Just go look at that 2011 roster that championship roster, and it's very similar to to what Dallas has right now. I'm not saying they're going to win the title, but I would say in the next, if, if they can get another solid piece, they're going to win the title in the next two to three years. It's hands down because Luka's the best player in the league, in my opinion. I think the reason why I don't say he is because I do think that KD is better. I do think that KD, and we beat KD in a buzzer beater, but we've also lost to them. And... Me as just a basketball fan, I respect KD on levels that is just I, sure. I, I, like he he's KD. I'm just gonna say it. I, I believe that succession is a real thing. I believe that every basketball player that's come after the one before, when we talk about these greatest guys ever, are better. I think that Michael Jordan was great. I think that LeBron could take him, and I think that KD could take all of them because he's six foot ten. He can shoot, and he has guard skills like we've never seen. And you can tell me about him losing games and all that type of other shit. That's cool. But when you look at just styles and, like, how a basketball player is built, there is nobody in the world you would want other than KD. And now that Luka has come into the frame, the reason why I do say that you can say that, Sterling, yeah, you can say he's the best is because he literally is a mixture of what would James Harden look like at six foot eight with a LeBron mindset? Luca has and, that killer mentality. Like he is a leader. No, he does. He and does. I think that's where Kevin Durant has to hasn't grown, in my opinion. That's why I say Luca's the best player in the league, because he is a true alpha. Whereas Kevin Durant, I just I need to see him do it without a Steph Curry next mm-hmm. to him or Draymond Green or Clay Thompson. 
But what Luca, if I say who's the face of the league right now, you would have to say if Luca's not in your top two, then I don't know who is. So that's why oh, Luca is the best player in the NBA. He's in the top three. Like, I, like Steph is hurt right now. Now it, it's difficult when you talk about like when you talk about just straight up player. Like, and then we can have a whole podcast about this. But the way I grade players is if there was nobody else on my team, and they told me to pick a guy. Who would I feel comfortable picking? And I didn't know who I did not know the other guys on my team. I have to pick him first. I don't know who else is going to be on my team. Luca and KD are above. LeBron is, of course, LeBron, but you're old right now, LeBron. I love you. It's right, awesome. Right. But we're moving towards past that. And so I, I do think that it's Luca and KD are both guys that I don't care who else is on my team. I think mm-hmm. Steph is amazing. He's a basketball nightmare for defenses, mm-hmm. and he is most definitely up there with the top best players to ever play the game. Absolutely. But if you just ask me, who am I like just picking out of this type of environment? Like Luke and KD are it, but I'll just say that I have yet to, Luca's almost there, but KD literally, I've seen KD sit for three quarters and then just be like, all right, I'm about to go six for six. And then like, we're going to win. And he do it. You know what I'm saying? And that type of, ability to lock in on what you do and i don't think that luca's gonna have to do that i think it's just when you find out what you're good at and you perfect it like shaq with being dominant hit you with this elbow i'm gonna turn i'm gonna dunk you michael jordan kobe i'm gonna get you in this 15 foot range and then i'm gonna hit you with this fadeaway and i'm gonna bust your ass like Kyrie, i'm gonna get you isolated like when you find out when nba players find out what they're good steph curry i'm behind this line and i'm shooting it nigga like, stop me. You can't. Like, I think that when guys lock into that, like, what I do best, I think that's when they become, like, overwhelmingly powerful. And I think Luca's got about a year away. I think he's in the middle of deciding what it is. Is it going to be me stepping back? And I think he's realizing it's not going to be that. He's going to take over the mid-range, but he just hasn't done it um, at a point to where you're just like, okay. Now, I do think the playoffs are going to show us a lot. But I still think that KD's wearing the crown right now. That nigga's a problem. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to segue. Um, we're going to touch uh, bases on the NFL real quick. Obviously, the big, uh, the big news uh, that we're going to uh, talk about is the OT, the Josh Allen rule change. OT rules, do you, do you hate it? Do you love it? What would you change about it? It's your team. It's your yeah, team, Sterling. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you got a lot <laughs> the of flow, The flow is y'all. The flow is y'all. Sexual chocolate, everybody. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. No, this is the Josh Allen rule, man. I just now watched the highlights from that game. That was the first time I watched him this offseason, but I think it was one of the, it's probably going down as one of the top five best NFL games of all time. And everybody knows that Josh Allen deserved another chance in overtime. So I love the rule. Part of me is irritated though. I'm, I'm happy for the rule now, but why does it take the NFL so long? to be proactive about changing the game to making it better. Like the NBA is a lot faster, a lot quicker to to make things better or they're more advantageous to go out and try something new and different. I do like the direction that they're going with the overtime rules. Uh, This is going to benefit a lot of teams. These rules only apply in the playoffs. In the regular season, the rules stay the same. If you score, you win. Like if you score a touchdown, you win. The other team will get an opportunity to do it. But in the playoffs, man, where it matters most, I think if the Bills, look, if the Bills, if the overtime rules were still in place and Josh Allen got the ball, the Bills would have beat the Chiefs and they would have smoked, they would have smoked the Bengals and they would have won a Super Bowl. I'm just I telling you right that. now that Josh Allen, that. now Luca, you may not think Luca's the best 
uh, player in the league, but I damn sure think Josh Allen is on his way. He's knocking on the door of being the best quarterback in the league. And uh, this dude, he's changing the game, man. He's changing the game. He's six foot five, runs people over, got a rocket arm. But now mm -hmm. he's added the little nuances of his game. He can throw guys open. He can let's, players. Let's... <laughs> I, yeah, I, say, can, I can go on and on about Josh. No, I, I agree with everything you're saying. And I was a person at the beginning that laughed at Josh Allen because, like, his accuracy was horrible. But he's improved so much that now I am comfortable saying he's your worst nightmare. He's Cam Newton that can throw. Uh, straight up. Yeah. He's, he, or, let me not disrespect Cam Newton because, of course, you can throw Cam Newton. You went to a Super Bowl. He's a Cam Newton that of with the accuracy that you would have wanted. From, like it, like when you saw Cam Newton, you're like, man, if he could throw the ball like Drew Brees, woof, and Josh Allen is that. Like he can crank it. And so I agree with you. I think that the rule change is necessary. I hear a lot of talk about get a stop. Now, my only thing with that is as a as people that play sports and we get in our little macho hats, I think you have to take those macho hats off, mm -hmm. put them aside, and literally look at this. Okay, like... We literally saw one of the greatest games we've ever seen, but it fell short. Why did it fall short? It fell short because the other guy didn't get a shot. And honestly, in every, even in soccer, a game that ends in ties, when they have their overtime or extra period, every sport that we can name, two, two, two sides, offense and defense, possess it. In basketball, you play a full period, and everybody can touch the ball because off a missed shot. Football is a sport where possessions are big at the downs and they're different. And I think that football needed to adapt to the fact that even though we're different, the offense, both offenses deserve a chance to score. Both defenses need to be able to get a stop because I hear all this shit about, oh, what happens when the guy scores and goes for two? What the fuck happens when the defense does get a stop and it doesn't even get that far? Get the fucking stop, and then your team gets the ball and kicks the field goal. Like, I don't hear anything. All I hear is get a stop in these pressure situations, but I don't hear nobody saying, what if we do get the stop? Like, then it's over. So the phrase, get the stop, it still applies. Get a fucking stop. Once you get a stop, now you got to get a stop. You know what I'm saying? Now, and, and I think that listening to a lot of guys about, like, how it should go and get a stop and all this shit, I, I get frustrated because I'm like, bro, you're sitting there on defense like, we got to stop, we win. Nah, bro, now you go get your ass out there and you get a stop. Like, it's even. And I think in sports, the main thing that needs to happen in all sports across every platform, every field, court, it needs to be fair. Like, it needs to be fair. Yeah. So, the, so just to rule pass with a nice yes, sir. But not with a ninety, with a twenty-nine to three vote, and the only three teams that opposed were the Bengals, Vikings, and Dolphins. And you can know the Bengals. And I, I already know as a Saints fan, the Vikings would say no; they would vote against it. Yeah, of, of course. course. We're not gonna make you uh, relive that. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, I, I live it every day. And the Bengals, given their recent uh, Super Bowl run, they would vote no as well. They pick pass off. So, like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but to the Bengals. What the fuck you even voting for? Cuz, like, you're good either way. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all picked off the dude and you went and oh, scored. 
He called him cuz. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. If I was sitting in the room and I saw the votes, I'd be like, oh, yeah, for real, bro. Like, really, bro? Like, real. This is what you chose. Like, you're the one team in this room of everybody that did both things. Like, you should have just said, I recuse yeah. myself. I don't give a fuck because I yeah. went to the Super Bowl and I won in both rules ways. Like, but y'all said, nah, my nigga, we went the old way. I, I just think that some people want things the old way just to have them the old way. And to those people, yeah. stop <laughs> and learn to evolve. And uh, keep it the same, yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bobby Wagner. Uh, my boy said he's staying in the NFC West. After with uh, what it looked like he might be going to Dallas, might be going to Ravens. He, he wasn't never going to us. He wasn't never going to us. I told y'all last week. No, he didn't. I told y'all. Hey, this is why you need to listen to Sports Sushi, because I told y'all. He said, I want to go to a team to win. He did. They ain't he us he right now, man. They ain't us right now. So he went ahead. He he shacked up with the defending Super Bowl champs. They don't lose. This though. defense is scary. Defense is scary, man. It's a scary on paper. And you know, we I, do a paper around here, Boogie. We roll it up and smoke it. Paper champs ain't ain't, ain't, ain't trophy champs. We, they are the defending Super Bowl champs. I just don't see L.A. with the Rams repeating. I do not. I. I personally felt they got there a couple of games they should have knocked off, but hey, they got there. They gave us a very entertaining Super Bowl. I was pleased. They torched Eli Apple on the last play, which was, you know, wow, it was perfect for me, a creme de la creme type of ending. You say but, niggas won't let it go. Y'all just nah, won't man. let the shit go. Nah, man. Can't, you and the can't. New York Giants fans are just on this nigga ass day. Eli, Eli, I stand with you. Talking shit. That's the thing. He, like, he keep on Because talking. you can't stop talking shit when the niggas talking shit. You gotta hey, keep man. going. I, I, Eli, I know, don't stop. I know. <laughs> that, those past two or three days after Super Bowl, that was the most enjoyment I've had on social media because people were just dumping on Eli. Like, they you were know just... You know what he did? Quiet. He did. He got quiet, then you know what he did? He tweeted, I signed an extension. <laughs> you bitch. Like, like I fuck with Eli Apple. Yay. I Only to get his ass baked again next season. And, and that's, no, all I, that's, all I, that's all I see was going to happen with Eli. Like, it's just, it's just a common thing. So is Eli, OH. Thing. <laughs> I, I, OH, Eli. I don't oh, see God. it, man. I, I, I just don't see Eli. I don't see Eli doing shit next season. And I just don't see the Rams uh, repeating. I don't see the Rams repeating, but I like the pickup. I just don't see them repeating for the simple fact that it's really hard to repeat. And all these people talking about the NFC is the junior varsity or the NFC isn't as good. The Super Bowl championship is NFC. So there is apparently something hard about getting to that motherfucker. And we watched the playoffs. Y'all saw... Those NFC championship games were berserk. All of them were pretty berserk, but the NFC was like, damn, oh, y'all fighting so hard. And we saw the the person that came to the cream of the crop won. But that defense yeah. is going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. And I think, let's be honest, guys. Elephant in the room, Sterl and Boogie. Come on, guys. He wants to play Seattle twice. He wants his revenge games. I would, too. I would want to go fuck their ass up. Yeah. And he is. They have no more Russell Wilson. He's probably like, y'all don't even have Russ no more. I'm about to come. Kill y'all and terrorize y'all. Jesus, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a sight to see. I excuse me, I can tell you that right now. Another sight I, I would like to look at and examine a little closer when it rolls around. Sees, I want to see how Pat Mahomes do without Tyreek. Oh, we just disagree. I, I yeah. just, I'm sorry, Boogie, but Sterling, we disagree, bro. I think that I know that you feel a certain way about Tua, 
But I think that Jay, having Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki, and Tyreek Hill, bro, someone's going to be wide open. You can't cover all of that. Like, I know you don't want them to win a division, contend, but they're going to finish second behind y'all, bro. They are going to finish second, for sure. It's just a matter of how they scheme everything up. Two is not going to be able to attack downfield as as you would take advantage of Tyree Hill's asset, his speed. But I do think Mike McDaniel has already said that he wants to use Tyree Hill similar to how they use Debo Samuel. So and he, you're going to see a lot of things behind the line of scrimmage, a lot of window dressing, and it's only going to make Waddle even more effective. Yeah, that's what I'm glad you said that. Down the team. So this is it's going to open up their offense, but. This when I took the fandom out of it, and I was like, okay, like what? How do I make this make sense? All you have to do is go back and look at Alabama when they had Tua, and he had all them weapons, and that's what you're gonna see from Tua. So he's gonna get a bunch of much more single high looks from the secondary. So where he's not the most accurate down the field, I think speed helps that because he doesn't have the strongest arm. So. He's really not going to overthrow Waddle. He's not going to no. overthrow Tyree Kill. So there is hope that he can improve his deep ball game. And he's accurate. So I think that's one thing that I think when you look at at the different types of quarterback abilities, it's like those timing throws, which Russell Wilson's the best at mixing throw power and timing in the same deep ball. But he that into it at times, like he has the ability to get rid of the ball before the guy's there, put it accurately on a spot, and he's gonna—he literally—he realistically has three guys at wide receiver with Cedric Wilson involved, and with the two additional linemen, he's gonna have—he should. Let's not say he's going to. He should have time to throw the ball, which is gonna make him look that much better. And I, I really didn't want to tackle too much of the Miami side. I said my piece. I think that Miami is gonna be really good and make some noise, but. The thing that I wanted to talk, wanted to touch base on is how I hear a lot of people acting like Pat Mahomes is just going to be okay. And this is not an indictment on Pat Mahomes' skill level, but this is, like you said, schemes. And you no longer have that guy that every defense is going to look at and say, we have to watch him. He's going, not he might, not he's, it's a chance. No, if you don't, put two guys or a single safety above Tyreek Hill and double him and make sure he can't go deep, lock that deep shit up. Like he still beats people deep when they do that. And so that's taken away. What's that going to do to Kelsey? You have a guy, Pat Mahomes, who's used to being able to just throw the ball as far as he can throw it because he has a guy that can fucking catch it. The chiefs had something that we literally have never seen before. We had the fastest guy in pads ever with the guy that could throw the ball the farthest. And, oh, we had the this a more athletic Rob Gronkowski at tight end. Like, when I look at their team now, I'm like, Juju's nice. That's cool. They're not going to be, like, bad. But when I look at them, I'm like, they don't strike the same fear to me. Like, Pat Mahomes, you can throw the length of the field, but who are you throwing to, bro? Like, you don't have that guy no more that makes me say, Oh, he's got 60 yards to the end zone. Oh, shit, the ball's in the fucking air. Oh, my God, it's going that far. And, oh, my God, he's fast enough to catch it. So I think that the I think we look a lot at what's Miami going to do, what's Miami got to do. I think we really got to focus on, like, the Chiefs, to me, in my eyes, are in trouble. Like, they are in some trouble when it comes to terms of getting to a Super Bowl, winning the division. They're in trouble. The Chargers have a fucking squad, bro. Like, they have a squad. Like, it is going to be hard for them. And they haven't even got Tyron Matthew. 
back. The Honey Badger is not with them. So I think we focus a lot on what Miami's doing, but I think a lot of people and a lot of us have to look at, hold up. The Chiefs is out here with Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes and dot, dot, dot. Oh, Chris. No, fuck that. No. I'm not I'm not giving McCall Hardman the stamp of I'm scared of him. Is he a good athlete? Yes. Is he a good receiver? Yes. Am I scared of him on Sundays like I was Tyreek? No. no. We can handle him like anybody else. We can handle Juju like anybody else because we've seen Juju without A.B. beside him is pretty regular. So you're telling me that. So I'm going to say this. Like with the Juju shit, I was going to try to save this for, 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 for next week. The bit, like I. We've seen Juju with A.B., but also with a more capable Ben throwing at him. Now, Ben ain't Ben that we all know. And when Juju was there, I just felt that was a, a byproduct of Ben's poor play. Now, you putting him with, with Pat, and I think that he will be able to return back to some of that vintage Juju Smith-Schuster play, but I don't think he's going to be. Can I pose a, a question to both of y'all? And this may come off as Pat Mahomes hate, but can I pose a question to both of y'all? Yeah, go ahead. After Pat Mahomes' outrageously gifted arm, throwing power, what else scares you? Outside of arm uh, talent. Out of, no, not arm talent, throwing power, because I'm making a point here. Throwing power. He can throw further than anybody. He's not the most accurate. Are we talking so physical he, attributes or just playing the game? Just when you see Pat Mahomes. Okay, I'll just, I'm not going to make it hard. I'm making the point that without a guy like Tyreek Hill that we know is the fastest guy on the field and can track down these 80-yard passes, you take away guys that can't track down those passes. We've seen Pat Mahomes throw. Is he as accurate as a Tom Brady? No. And we got to grade him that high. Is he as accurate as a, I'll give it to you, this guy, is he as accurate as Herbert? No. Accuracy-wise, no. He benefited from being a, and this is not to say he sucks or he's sorry. Pat Mahomes is amazing. He can make throws at angles that you cannot even fathom. But when I'm talking about putting the ball on the money to a receiver that is not going to be beating their guy by 20 yards in the field, like I'm talking putting the ball on the numbers with the DB five yards off of him, Pat Mahomes not my first pick. He's not. For an accuracy, just the way he processes pre and post snap, I think is is really good. And he's got one of the best offensive coordinators to ever live as his head coach. I think they're going to have to scheme it up differently. But I'll give you this, though. Their teams are going to really key in on Travis Kelsey now. Yes. You're going to see a lot of too high safety looks. And they're going to bracket Kelsey underneath and over top. And then they're going to make those other guys beat him. Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster is not a guy. He's not a route runner. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that can run posts and slants and, and shield and do things like that. But route running is not his calling card. He's great on screens. Those are things that he's good at. So, yeah, they're going to have to do some things different because Tyree Kill changes the dynamic of their offense. And I think it's one of those things that, Sterling, you're right. I do agree with you, like, the pre and post snap reason. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying Pat Mahomes is sorry by any means. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that he needs Tyreek Hill. I'm saying that in order for the Kansas City Chiefs to be what people feared, yeah. Tyreek Hill needs to be in that lineup because otherwise, like you said, Sterling, they're going to have to rescheme it. And that's going to take at least two years or two seasons, I should say. 
It'd be very interesting to see what what they do into the draft that they try to pick up another one of these uh, receivers. To They're going to try to get Thornton from Baylor. I, Let's just. Be I, I, I believe they they go for for receiver to to try to replace that production. It's going to be Thornton uh, America. I'm gonna do like my Bernie Mac, like Bernie Mac said, America, dear America. <laughs> let me tell you, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to draft the Thornton kid from Baylor that ran a four two nine. It's going to take him. Two years to probably develop, year and a half, two years to develop. Like he's gonna look good this year. Like by the like midseason this year, he's gonna be great next year, just because of the scheme of things. But in that time, we're gonna realize, holy shit! Like you need a Tyreek Hill because there's not another Tyreek Hill. He's gonna develop, but it's. I think that they're. I think the championship window is. is yeah, I don't think I don't think Tyquan Thornton's gonna be good. Look, like we talked a few weeks ago, you can have a four two nine four three speed, but if you can't run routes then it, it really doesn't mean anything. And I, I think Thornton is not, he's definitely not a good route runner, but look for the Chiefs to go try to get like a Jamison Williams, Christian yeah. Watson. There's guys, Chris Olave would, would benefit this offense. So they, I, I think yeah. they're going to have, they're gonna have to look at those kind of wide receivers. Now, I think if you want a, a reclamation project, you can go get a Taekwon Thornton in rounds five, six, or seven. That's probably where I think. I think they are, bro. They are. Yeah, but so I think they're going to look for wide receiver early, but they need to improve that defense because the AFC West is stacked on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball. And their defense, if you got Sorensen in the back end, you got problems that you don't even have Honey Badger no more. So y'all got big problems. They got well, real big problems. Who's the, Name their corners. Like, they have so many issues. You know what I'm saying? And and it's just, you expect me to believe, like, not you guys, but, like, you expect us to believe as football fans, oh, y'all right. just going to magically make it happen because y'all have Pat Mahomes? No. Like, football's a team game. Like, Pat Mahomes, you're awesome. But there's you need the other 52. And I'll throw this out there. So when you're Pat Mahomes, and I have to look at this way because I'm a Bills fan, I'm a Josh Allen fan. Josh Allen came in the league with nothing. Patrick Mahomes came in with Tyreek, yep. developed Tyreek Hill. He came in with a developed Travis Kelsey. Yep. Well, it's going to be different for him. To not have those security blankets. You're talking about those guys are top two, top three at their positions respectively in the league. That's a big deal. That they've really helped him develop and grow. I'm, I'm not gonna take anything from Pat, but there I think there's something to be said when you face adversity, what that looks like for you. Josh Allen's the guy that's doing that. Justin Herbert's a guy that Joe Burrow's a guy that that's, that's been every quarterback adversity. goes through it. Every it's quarterback time, it's like, time for Patrick Mahomes to go through adversity. Like you, yeah. Every time you get a team, you get built up. You go through that, like you said, that adversity of I don't have all the best receivers or the best receiver for me. I should say. I think it's. I think different is going to be difficult for them. Like I think that people really need to start like paying attention to that. And the Chargers are fucking awesome. God, on paper, on paper, Jesus. On paper, the Chargers are, are, are fucking sick, man. Is I, I got them picking. That's my pick. Out of the, the 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 way too early pick out the AFC West until other things happen. My NFC pick is always going to be the Cowboys, but I do think that the Chargers and the Bills are going to battle. And I don't, man, Sterling, you may not like me for this. Y'all is really cold, but the Chargers, uh, I think they're going to be I, in the Super Bowl. Uh, I can't even. Now, give they it gotta to prove it. They gotta. I, prove they it. do. They do. But damn it, their, their roster, team is good. Right. Their roster got... always looks good, but they never seem to put it all together. Even has it this good. Has it looked this good? I mean, we, this, this is it, the it, best it, roster that they've had since LT, Philip Rivers, and Sean and Mann. Still not good enough to beat Buffalo. That's that's how I look at it. Buffalo is that team that the championship has to run through in the AFC. That's how I, I, 
that, the Chargers that, gonna make it happen. The charge the Chargers will challenge. Don't get me wrong, the Chargers will challenge, but oh I feel, yeah, I feel Buffalo has this shit on lock for the next three seasons. Like the AFC is theirs. Especially yeah, I will I will say with the rule change, yeah. Like with the Josh Allen yeah. rule, I'm not gonna the lie, league, Sterling. Yeah. Y'all, y'all better make it. They they need to. And and the the Bills are really good at drafting, man. They still got all their picks with that loaded roster. They can trade up and go get a sauce gardener if they Mm -hmm. want to. I've heard some rumblings. I don't know if the rumors are true. There's talks about the Bills might try to move a veteran or two to and try to move up to pick seven or or somebody early in the top 10 to get a top 10 pick. And if you ask me, the Bills are, they don't have anybody at corner. Trey White's hurt. So they could go get a Derek Stingley Jr. Or if y'all Carter. do that. And, 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 and if they do that, it's over. I'm just telling yeah. you right now, they can get a Sky Moore or somebody in the second or third round to come in and, and be wide receiver number two next to Gabe Davis. And they got James the Crowder. So this the Bills, man, this is the first time in my life where I can say, damn, the Bills are doing it the right way. They just no, they, when I say that the Chargers, because I, I I told you when we first talked, Sterling, I had I thought the Cowboys and the Bills are going to play in the Super Bowl this year, and until the Cowboys Cowboyed, and but like it, when I look at just when I look at the Bills roster, I can't disagree with anything that you're saying, but all I can say is that when I look at the Chargers, what they've added at DB, what they already have. Derwin James, which we assume he's going to be healthy. They have probably, we can all agree, out of the quarterbacks that have been drafted in the last three years, it's Justin Herbert and, and Burrow. Like, those two are the guys. And if anybody told you you could pick which one, you take Burrow this year because he had his receiver and went to the, the championship, but you're really good with either one. I think the whole thing about the Chargers not winning in close games is about to end. And I really think that the addition to of Khalil Mack is going to is going to really like it, it's going to matter. Him and Bosa on the same line is going to be devastating. Yeah, I think the Broncos are going to have something to say about that. I think they that will. The quarterback play matters, but uh, no, I think you're right, man. Uh, it, it, they got to stay healthy too. The AFC Chargers West are, is are, nasty, bro. The Chargers <laughs> are, aren't known to. They always have some kind of nagging injuries and so forth. On paper, if everybody stays healthy, I could totally see them challenge the Bills. I just think at the end of the day, Josh Allen is better than Justin Herbert. And uh, that Bills roster may not have the all the stars that the Chargers have, but their roster depth is insane. Now, I think that next year, I think that next year when we're doing this, we will be talking about the Chargers versus the Bills in the playoffs. And I'll say this, though, if they're playing in Buffalo, we go You might. Yeah, you might lean Buffalo. But if y'all got to go to L.A., mm, Still going might lean the other way. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. It's fluid. (laughs) Let me tell y'all this. So next season, I think we should have a little sports sushi guys trip and we got to go watch a Bills game in Buffalo. The wings and food is amazing. The tailgate experience is second to none. I'm telling you right now, you will never, you will have the most fun in your life, bro. I'm down. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm the, three of us, the three of I'm us down. out there, we're going to be, man, I got you. And you know what, guys? I'll jump through a table. Oh, look oh, at yeah. you. I'll jump through a okay. table. Okay, okay. <laughs> those that are listening to sports issue, hey. I will jump through a table in full sports, Cowboys gear. Sports, I will have my sports. Cowboys gear on. Full-fledged Cowboys guy. Hey, I might even bring my him, Romo jersey out of retirement. Oh, no. Bring the, pinto, the, 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 the bring him a pinto on and let him go dress him up. 
ketchup and uh and mustard on that uh yeah I'm about, like, you know me though i'm about that party life so all i gotta say is the bills you better fucking win the game i come to because i'm gonna go hard with the bills mafia like speaking i'm gonna go hard party, with man. speaking of party man the party is over for my boy man uh crown uh royal bag bruce arians uh he, he hung him up man he hung him up uh unexpectedly i i got my my high, high feel about i i think brady came back and brady told him man, nah, i don't want him to coach uh, I, I, that's how i just feel i felt like when brady left it was it was sore feelings between him and bruce and, and when he came back he was like one of his stipulations nah, nah, you bring in todd boils all right I, i'll i'll say this and and i think that there's some truth to that i think that because Tom Brady, the way he retired, I think it's obvious. There's some truth that Tom Brady wanted to change. What I got gathered from this and what made me happiest about this story was Bruce Arian said, I'm going to do what every other owner and uh, general manager and player per- and, uh, and operations manager of these teams has done. I'm going to bring in my guy. And as a black man that has watched the Rooney rule fail and all this other shit that's gone down. It was a breath of fresh air to see a guy get a job. Todd Bowles got his job. I didn't have to see him go get a job with a shitty team. Bruce Arians did him a solid and said, you're going to have, I think Bruce Arians did him a solid. And I think that that might've been part of the negotiation. Bruce Arians said, Todd Bowles is going to coach this team. He's going to have Tom Brady. He's going to have Mike Evans. He's going to have Leonard Fournette. He's going to have uh, Godwin when he gets back from injury. He's going to have David. He's going to have White. He's going to have the full team he had uh, beforehand or as good as the team that he had beforehand. And I'm not going to stick one of my guys in a situation. And when he was talking about succession and dudes coming after him and a place to be able to come home to, I, I, I felt that shit. I didn't think he was just speaking like just to speak. I really felt that, and I believe that Bruce Arians felt what he did was I finally was able to fix a little bit of what was going on because we've seen these type of hires happen so many times in the NFL, whether you think the guy deserved it or not, but just guys that have been cool with coaches and done their job and have been good at their job, and they just get the job. But that hasn't been the case with black head coaches. It hasn't been the case with black coordinators. It just hasn't been the case with us. And so it was really good to see that and just to see that him get this job in true sports plug rush fashion. I hope he doesn't fuck it up. Yeah, let's get, let's, yeah, I, I love what you said, man, because Bruce Arians, like we say in the hood, he one of us. He, he's a nigga. Like, he, he has always gone to bat for African-American coaches and players, man. He really has to where he, if you check this dude out, the way he dresses, the way he talks, this dude, like, he is, he grew up with black folks. There ain't no question, man. Like Denzel in Training Day, my nigga. Yep. Like yeah. it was that's yeah, Bruce Arians, bro. That's yeah. Bruce Arians. Yeah. So I love what he did, man. And it's funny because I, I don't really care if people get irritated about and, and we talked on race a lot today, and I love that because there's not a lot of avenues and, and places where you can openly talk about race and sports. And there's people out there who say race has no place in sports, and you can just look at what Kaepernick has done and, and look at the things that are ha- that's happening to Brittany Griner or just the black plight in America in general. You have we have to talk about this stuff because it it affects us every single day, whether you're in in a top two or three percent job or if you're just a regular Joe Schmo like we are. These are the top topics that I think are super important to be expressive about and bring forth knowledge and education to all people. So I feel you on that, Russ.
just like I, I really want to punch home the fact that I know that everything doesn't happen fast. Everything is gradual. Everything is, takes time. And this is one of those steps that people should be looking at like, look, Todd Bowles got the fucking job because not only was he good enough, he was, but qualified. He he was qualified, good enough, but it worked for him. Mm -hmm. He was with Bruce Arians and Bruce Arians didn't look him over. He didn't go pick another white guy over him or another Mexican guy, anybody that, that, that wasn't black. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, all minorities are having problems, but they don't like to put black guys and black men in this position. And so to see Bruce Arians take a step forward and basically tell the NFL, I don't give a fuck about the Hall of Fame. I don't give a damn about all this other shit. What I care about is the fact that Todd Bowles deserves to be a head coach. Absolutely. No matter what else nobody else thinks, he deserves to be a head coach. And he deserves to be a head coach of a good football team. Mm -hmm. Not a football team that's drafting Sam Darnold. Not a football team that doesn't know their left from right or which way they're fucking going. He deserves to, to coach a team. And a lot of these black coaches, and I hope Raheem Morris that's coaching the defense from the Rams get a chance, they deserve to coach good teams. Right. Don't put us on the bullshit teams that ain't going to stand no chance, not going to win, and then fire us in three years and tell us yep. you just may not be good enough. No. Give us Tom Brady. Give us the defense. Give us the offense that we need to operate, and let's see what he does. And that's why I say I hope he doesn't fuck it up and lose because this is the opportunity that can open the door for it all. Yeah. I agree with you there, brother. And on that note, man, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you all for uh, tuning in with us tonight on the special show of Sports Sushi, Sports Sushi. If you're not listening to Sports Sushi Live in the Gratwood Discord, you're missing out on hanging out with our team during the show. Join the Gratwood Discord today and get your Sports Sushi fresh and raw every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. That's 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central. Was it 9? 9 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. So um, that's all three time zones. You can go and uh, follow all our social media. We all, we, we came up, man. We got social media on Twitter and IG. Twitter is uh, at Sports Sushi, and IG is uh, Sports underscore Sushi. Again, on Twitter, at Sports Sushi, and on IG, it's at Sports underscore Sushi. You can find me on all forms of social media at DJ Slow Boogie. Excuse me, that's DJ Slow Boogie with the I and the E at the end. Russell Sterling. Oh, yeah. you can find go ahead, oh, go ahead, Russ. Oh, you can find me on your on your social media platforms on on Twitter. I am sports uh, sports plug three Russ on IG at sports plug dot Russ. But as always, follow the follow sports sushi, follow sports sports plug Russ, and and join in on the conversation. If you're not listening in live, you're missing out on a lot. The pre show talks and everything, uh, we get it all in. Yeah, you can find me at Furrow Sterling on Twitter. I'm not the social media guy like that, man. I, I actually suck at social media, but you can find me on Twitter. You'll find me talking NFL draft and bills. So if y'all want to chop it up, come get me. I'd be on the social media, so I got what you're looking for. I get into all of it. All right. Uh, that will be our show for today. Uh, tune in next week. We have uh, a couple of people uh, lined up. We got Florida Deal coming back. And we got, I finally got in contact with my friend Dave. So uh, he'll be coming into his sports best and uh, we can talk to him about being a father of a D1 athlete 
and how that is affecting his uh, pocketbook. So, most importantly, how days it should make it grow. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> talk about uh, uh, how, how much he's banking on his son to get an <laughs> And I, I I talked to him a little bit today. He said that uh, if he does, uh, he's saving all his receipts. His son's going to pay him back. So uh, <laughs> so uh, tune in next week. Like I said, man, Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Peace, yeah, everybody. It It'll be great.